you know point. what, Hillary? I think that's the first time the Democrats have uh, even recognized publicly that they were the ones putting the kids in the cages. Right. Everyone seemed really kind of shocked by it. It yeah. was a, a really awkward moment where people were kind of taking that in. Yeah. It was kind of like, wait, what? What mm-hmm. happened? What were you doing? Thanks so much, Hillary. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Uh, we've got a lot to cover today. We're going to cover the, uh, the debate. It was a free-for-all last night and i don't think uh i don't think bloomberg did real well uh at least with the people who are voting in the primary um home title lock is our sponsor okay so let's talk about home title lock first uh deborah is somebody that we've told you about a lot of you know for a long time she is actually i think she used to live in oregon and she had the police come to her house and try to take her house She's like, you can't. The SWAT team came. She didn't own the house. She had no idea. Somebody had taken her the title of her home. Protect yourself. The only company that can do this is HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. They stand at the digital gate. The only company that can do it. HomeTitleLock.com. Get 60 days risk-free protection right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Wow. It was debate night. They are so desperate. They are so lost. That's why 538.com says no one is the front runner. That, that's, that's what they have as odds of winning the nomination. Number one position is no one. What are the Democrats going to do? We're going to gleefully take you through the uh, debate in audio in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So George lives in Oregon. Sorry for that, George. He's a garbage man, which means he spends 10 hours a day sitting in a garbage truck with very limited movement. For the longest time, George's problem was that his right knee would would swell up under these conditions, causing immense pain and stiffness. Now, he wasn't sure what he was going to do. I mean, he couldn't just quit his job. Thankfully, George has a radio in his truck. He heard about Relief Factory, decided he'd give it a try. He was amazed to find that within a few weeks, the pain in his knee had become so manageable that he barely even noticed it anymore. George is back on the truck. He's enjoying his job, making his living. He's got his life back because he took Relief Factor. I have the same story. I got my life back. I feel better than I've felt in 10 years. When taken properly, Relief Factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain. 70% of the people who take it go on to purchase more, and it only costs $19.95 to start with their three-week quick start trial. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Holy cow. So Bloomberg makes his first appearance and everybody is so desperate. They all have to take Bloomberg out. So the guns, even from sweet little grandma Elizabeth Warren, who just doesn't like to say a bad word about anybody. She had some words saved up for him last night. 
Uh, here's Bloomberg as he tries to make his case. Bloomberg makes his case. I'm a New Yorker. I know how to take on an arrogant con man like Donald Trump that comes from New York. I'm a mayor, or was a mayor. I know how to run a complicated city, the biggest, most diverse city in this country. I'm a manager. I knew what to do after 9-11 and brought the city back stronger than ever. And I'm a philanthropist who didn't inherit his money, but made his money. And I'm spending that money to get rid of Donald Trump, the worst president we have ever had. And if I can get that done, it will be a great contribution to America and to my kids. Wow, compelling, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's funny because he doesn't strike me as America's neighbor. I thought that was uh, or a mayor. I thought that was Rudy Giuliani that really brought the city together. He's the one that everybody looks at, not Michael Bloomberg. Uh, it was uh, it was Bloomberg's night last night to be taken apart. And Elizabeth Warren had a lot to do with it. Listen to Warren, one billionaire for another. Do we have that? Can we, Sarah, can I'd we? I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> Democrats are not going to win. If we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk, Look, I'll support whoever the Democratic nominee is, but understand this. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. You know, this kills me. Uh, First of all, she's right. One arrogant billionaire for another. Uh, One is actually kind of charming, and the other one is just an ass. Um, But uh, it kills me that they keep saying, I'll support whoever the nominee is. Are you kidding me? Are, do, do you see who's up on the stage with you? I mean, it's one thing if you're like, look, you know, it's Mitt Romney, it's George Bush, it's John McCain. Well, they're all kind of the same. These, you know, I don't know if it's Ronald Reagan, Mussolini, I'll vote for whoever the people want. Uh, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Isn't the lesson here, though, that the, the Democrats, I mean, they're all pretty much the same? Yes. Yes, they just uh, they just claim not to be varying levels of transparency yeah. on that, yeah. but they're all pretty much the same. So here's this is let me give you just the just the feeling of what really if you didn't watch it, here's what you missed. Cut one audio, please. Senator Sanders. Let me just let me just you name check three of them. Let me get let me get Senator Sanders. Go ahead, Senator Sanders. Okay. We'll get you in, Miss. All right. We got a lot of people in here. We got hands. Some I mean that's that is the chaos of the Democratic Party. Meanwhile, you had Donald Trump at a rally out in I think it was California, wasn't it? And he the people carried a World War II veteran on their shoulders into the arena. One makes you feel good about America. The other one just tears it apart. Which do you think Americans are going to vote for?
I mean, Ronald, he has become Donald Trump because the Democrats are so nasty and angry and and fighting and the 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 what is it the Bernie boys, which I think is re- uh, just really a bad name for these guys. The Bernie boys Bernie bros, or, or Bernie mm-hmm. bros. Mm-hmm. It makes it sound like they're just, you know, ah, oh, they're crazy boys. You know, boys will be boys. No, no, the Bernie bros are dangerous people. You've got with with what's happening on the uh, the left and with the Democrats. It makes Donald Trump look more optimistic, more like Ronald Reagan, more of the happy warrior than he ever has. They are just a group of nasty, angry, unhappy people. And I don't know why Buttigieg is not doing better than he than he is, other than he's clearly not qualified. Um uh, and the and the voting base, you know, you want to talk about homophobes. <laughs> Did you hear anybody? <laughs> Did you hear anybody on the right have a problem with Donald Trump when he had uh, uh, what's his name, Peter Thiel, speak at the Republican convention? Or the fact I've heard a lot of problems with Donald Trump naming the first gay cabinet level position uh, member in American history, which is happening right now with Grinnell. <laughs> Uh, and they seem I mean, to be pissed off knows, about that. Yeah, who even knows? Who even really knows that? Nobody's paying attention. Nobody's up in arms about that except the left. It's the left. Nobody is up in arms about that. But wait a minute. You've got a gay presidential candidate in, in Buttigieg? Oh, dear God, no. Their own people are turning away from it. I mean, it is astounding. Now, here's Pete Buttigieg last night. Listen to what he had to say. Most Americans don't see where they fit if they've got to choose between a socialist who thinks that capitalism is the root of all evil and a billionaire who thinks that money ought to be the the root of all power. Let's put forward somebody who actually lives and works in a middle-class neighborhood in an industrial Midwestern city. Let's put forward somebody who's actually a Democrat. Look, that's the line of the night. That's a good point. To me, that's the line of the night. Let's put forth an actual Democrat. It's the Democratic convention. It's the Democratic primary. You're running Bloomberg, who's whatever it is on a windy day. Mm-hmm. If the wind's blowing this direction, he's that. If he's going that way, he's, he's a, he was a Republican just a few years ago. Basically, Charlie Crist. Yeah, he's just whatever he needs to be. Mm-hmm. And Bernie Sanders, and I got to stop calling him a socialist. He's not. He's a communist. He has never met a communist regime that he didn't like. Not one. Not one. He called commun- communism, uh, it was a low blow. When, because Bloomberg said that last night. I mean, he went on about uh, whether, you know, we've tried this before, right? Like, we've, we're not going to get rid of capitalism. We've tried the alternate. It's called communism. And everyone's like, oh. Ooh. And then Bernie came out. And the next question, he goes, by the way, you said uh, he's called me a communist. And, uh, and that was a low blow. Well, I was at a low Why? blow. I mean, like, I love this idea. You're a socialist, and you think communism is a low blow. Let's put them all in a larger category called Marxism. Right. You're a Marxist. How about right. that? And you know what? You know what's crazy? Is it shows that they are just playing on people's naivety. Yeah. They don't, people don't understand that communism has actually never been done. The Soviet Union... Yeah. And China, they claim to be communists, but that's not it. If you understand Marx, 
Marx says socialism is the road to communism. You don't get to communism until everybody's like, oh, you know what? I'm so happy. We don't need a stupid gulag anymore. We're all here and we're all just going to share the wealth. Well, that's never happened, nor will it ever happen until Jesus comes and everybody says, you know what? I just love him so much. Here, take what you want of my stuff. That will never happen. Never. But that's what communism is. Communism gets this name of uh, this bad name because you, you got to take it by force. You have gulags. You have indoctrination camps. All of that stuff. That, my friend, is socialism. That is what brings you to communism. Because the only way to do it is to kill all the people that like, no, you're not taking my stuff. No, I don't want to do that. Those people have to be re-educated or killed. Once you get rid of them, well, then you're fine. By the way, I, I'm, uh, I'm a little more uh, outspoken on Bernie today because we have a meeting after we finish our Wednesday night special, and we are already now a week into what's coming next Wednesday. And last night I had a meeting and again this morning and I went over all of the audio and all of the video that we have for next week's Wednesday night special, which is on Bernie Sanders and his communist radical ties and the people in his campaign. This man is a danger. And I am so sick and tired of having people tell me when when Jeremiah writes uh pupil was sitting in the in the white house and i said the guy's a marxist the guy's a socialist <gasps> oh how dare you you racist when i in 2004 when i warned the democrats don't put michael moore in the presidential box because he is a socialist marxist and you think you're using him, but I'm telling you right now, they're going to come back. You are going to be so surprised you're using them, right? They're using you, buddy, and they're going to eat you. I'm so sick and tired of being told, oh, that's just nonsense. It's not. It's very apparent now, isn't it? Listen, because this may be the last warning you get. Bernie Sanders has surrounded himself with very dangerous people. And you're going to meet all of them next Wednesday. There's a chance that Bernie Sanders actually gets the nomination. Now, I don't see that happening, and it will be a colossal disaster if he does for the Democrats, but it couldn't happen to a better group of people. However, if Bernie Sanders, if they try to engineer this, or even if somebody like Bloomberg gets that nomination legitimately, Bernie Sanders and his Bernie bros will burn Milwaukee to the ground. These people are serious Marxist, communist, radical anarchists. Last warning, America. 
you're about to put one of these guys in office. Last warning. More on the debate coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about uh, Vitasmart and Rough Greens. Rough Greens is something Uno loves. Uno loves this stuff. He is the pickiest eater. I could never get him to gain any weight. He should be about 100 pounds, 105 pounds. Uh, and he was always in the 80s or 90s. And he would never eat. And we tried everything. We we tried dog food that is, uh, I don't want to mention the name of it. It's decent dog food, I guess. But he would not eat it. And it was like literally $300 a month. It was crazy. He was eating better stuff than I was eating. Wouldn't eat it. Well, he's also not getting all of the probiotics and all of the things that are live in food that we need. Once they once they freeze dry or once they uh, uh, cook it, it kills all of the good bacteria. So I started using Rough Greens uh, at roughgreens.com. My wife just got the report back from the vet because he went to the vet uh, last week. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like a different dog. We're like, yeah, I know. We're feeding him this. And my hus- she said, my husband says it's dog crack. And uh, she said, could I see the package of what you're putting on his food? And she's like, well, it's not really crack. And I said, I don't know. I think it really is. Um, and so she just got it back from the, the vet and said, this stuff is fantastic. Keep doing what you're doing. Roughgreens.com slash back. It will change your dog. First, they love it. Second, it's really healthy for them and it changes them. It really does. He's never been healthier. Roughgreens, R U F F, roughgreens.com slash back. Or you can call them right now at 833 Glen 33. That's 833 Glen 33. We break for 10 seconds station ID. You know, here's the here's the problem with Buddha Judge. I mean, Buddha Judge, can I go to uh, audio cut number twenty two, please? Um, Buddha Judge has been lecturing people on Christianity for a while, and this one, I, I don't know how people in South Carolina uh, took this. Uh, cut twenty two, please. You then, I just can't imagine that that requires of you that you be anywhere near this president. Do you think it is impossible to be a Christian and support President Trump? Well, I'm not going to tell other Christians how to be Christians. But I will say, I cannot find any compatibility between the way this president conducts himself and anything that I find in Scripture. Now, I guess that's my interpretation, but I think that's a lot of people's interpretation. And that interpretation deserves a voice. Okay, okay, very good. Except the fact that a lot of people would find your lifestyle antithetical to what's found in the Bible. I mean, you just, Pete, you can't make this claim. You know, I just don't know how you would vote for him because the way he lives his life, I mean, uh, you know, uh, you can't find that in the Bible. Well, you also can't find anything but stoning of homosexuality and stoning of uh, homosexuals in the Bible, too. Old-timey, sure. Bad, yes. But it's not an endorsement. Nowhere in the Bible is there an endorsement of that. 
I mean, at best, you can say, well, Jesus never talked about it. Well, Jesus never talked about tweeting either. I mean. <sighs> I just, it's a weird pitch from him. It, I think, th- I think. Why? I think he thinks that he's showing a, a friendliness to faith, his version of it. And because so many on stage show a seeming almost aggression against faith, mm-hmm. this will this will make him appeal to people in the middle who are like maybe de- conservative Democrats or maybe even you know liberal Republicans who might be f- faith based and see well you know everyone else seems to almost like despise faith at least he's mentioning it but I think it's almost the opposite because he, he seems like he's preaching to everybody can- else right exactly right. you can't. Pick, you can't pick and choose if you're going to use the Bible. If you're going to say, well, I'm a Bible-believing person. It's like Donald Trump. It drove me nuts when he was like, yeah, you know, I, I love the two Corinthians. <laughs> stop, 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 <laughs> stop. Stop talking about it, okay? But if you just want to say, look, I, I mean, you know, I try to live my life based on, you know, basic principles. Many of them were found in the Bible. Uh, and... And I don't know how to square his behavior. That's totally fine. But he gets into, we're in Bible country now. (laughs) We're in Bible territory. (laughs) You shouldn't go there. You shouldn't go there. Yeah. And it just, and look. Talk about principles of being a good person. Good. You're good. It's just hard to to take preaching uh, about faith and religion from a person who's t- also talking about nine-month abortions yes right? like this is yes. a difficult yes. sell i'm gonna kill i'm gonna attempt. kill a baby after they're born uh n- no <laughs> no i i don't think you find that in the bible you know very you, you little just, material yeah, on that you just there. yeah you just and and see it's not even the whites that are at issue here on this it would be the bible believing blacks in the black churches of South Carolina. Uh, they don't... That One of the big things there is anti-homosexual. I mean, I know they're Democrats, Different to the but, polls that uh, yes. show, what is it, 41% of yes. African-American voters right. would not be comfortable with a gay president. Exactly right. I mean, and those are Democratic voters. Uh, you got to tone down the... The uh, radical anti-homosexual uh, attitude there in some of your voters, they're, they're clearly bigoted against homosexuals. Nobody will say that. But that's what that group tends to believe. You're not going to win, Pete, by preaching Bible to them. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Ah, oh, it's a sentimental relationship when you, you've had with your car, you know. Many years now, she's carried you through thick and thin, the good times and the bad. Yes, she was a good girl, but today her motor just gave up and quit on you. It's too expensive to repair, even though you wish she wasn't. So you cock your pistol and you aim it at the hood and you say, thanks, girl, and you put her down. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works with engines and cars. Uh, Maybe horses, but not for cars. Car Shield is the one that's saying, wait, wait, wait. Um, it's not going to cost you too much money. Hey, hey, it's like horses. I think they always say, no, I can walk. I can walk. Sure, I broke the leg. Look at me. I can walk. Uh, the car is the same thing. You need it. And they can cover any repair. 
uh, that is covered with car shields policies uh, easy you don't have to ever write a check yourself and then wait for them to reimburse they take care of all of it they give you a car while yours is in the shop get covered with carshield.com carshield.com don't spend a second worrying about your car Go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off and uh, check out the coronavirus thing that Glenn did last night on the Wednesday night special. Wow, the coronavirus thing. That's what it was. <laughs> This is the Glenn Beck program. Pat, I don't know. It's like there's a there's a there's a, a spirit in your walk. You're just you seem to oh, just, sprint in here today. I just uh, I just watched the greatest debate in human history. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? I love it. I yeah. loved that last night. That, I mean, I it's so painful to watch these debates, but when they went after each other with a lot of the things that we'd say about them. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You can't beat that. Do you, you remember the t-shirt? You remember the t-shirt we made at Fox that said, what if Glenn Beck is right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should need, we need a new t-shirt that just says Glenn Beck was right. <laughs> yes. Uh, because yes. they're now finally saying this. The mask has come off. Oh, completely. They're now, I mean, you had a Democrat, if you can call him that, call the quote socialist what he really is a communist yeah on stage yeah. from the democratic party and di- how much did he hate being called out for his three homes oh my oh, gosh that was so good the wonderful marxist in the room has a well, summer home now pardon me for having a no. summer home no <laughs> yeah we can't not with your rhetoric we can't no. a Sorry. lot of people a lot of people in in Maine or New Hampshire, wherever Vermont, Vermont <laughs> yes. like a lot of people, oh, thousands have summer like homes. Like a lot of people. Uh, Listen, to, here's the actual quote. What a wonderful country we have! The best-known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses. What I miss here? <laughs> well, you'll miss that I work in Washington, House One. That's the first problem. Live in Burlington, House Two. <laughs> That's good. And like thousands of other Vermonters, I do have a summer camp. Forgive me for that. But, Where is your home? But, which tax? Which tax haven? New do York, you have your home? New York City. Thank you very much, no, and right. I pay for all my taxes. Wait, he has a summer camp? Yeah, it's a is summer camp. camp. It's is not that a summer home. It's a summer camp. Is that where it's he a... sends capitalists yeah. to be re-educated? <laughs> <laughs> well, a summer camp sounds more Jeez. gritty. Yeah. yeah. It sounds know? like it's a little yes. cabin, a little tiny yeah. cabin. It sounds like it's a KOA campground. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I pull my RV up. <laughs> of course, we've seen uh, the home, and it's a nice home. Yeah. It's not, yeah, a, it's it's not, not a camp, camp at all. No, it's a no. home. There's no tent part of that house. You know? that's That was, I mean, because people... I think rightly so said Bloomberg did pretty poor in this debate, but I mean, he had some good moments. That's a good moment. He did great. He did great. If it was a presidential general uh, election, general election, Mm -hmm. he's going after all the socialist Marxists in the democratic (laughs) party. They're the only Mm -hmm. ones going out for these things. He seems to be the only one not embarrassed by capitalism. And look, there are a lot of democratic voters who are not Bernie Sanders. You know, those people are going to, oh. I think, look at some, some the voters, not the candidates, the voters are going to look at that and say, well, at least somebody's saying, you know, like maybe we should be able to keep our own well, health care. Or... Do you remember when they asked anybody here, you know, 
like socialism or you know want to want to stick up for capitalism uh, so nobody it's only klobuchar right klobuchar yeah. was one yeah. raise her hand yeah. for capitalism one mm-hmm. boy there seemed to be a lot of a lot of uh, uh talk about socialism and capitalism the audience last night well, they weren't capitalists no do they stack that did, no these are just the that's just amazing isn't it it's amazing that so many i mean these are this is just the audience so you would think rank and file Democrats, right, piling in to see this, and none of them applaud capitalism. None of them like capitalism. So, so let's let's play those. Uh, could we please play the um, cut ten? The weak applause for capitalism. Um, I believe in capitalism, but I think our the goal of someone in government <laughs> Three and a president of the United That's States amazing. should be a check. One on of that. them was Bloomberg, I think. <laughs> I think so. It was like, <laughs> I believe in capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Amy is a good thing you brought your husband and Bloomberg was there. <laughs> now, listen to this. Bloomberg says throwing out capitalism would get Trump reelected because communism doesn't work. Listen to this. Booze for capitalism. I can't think of a ways that would make it easier for Donald Trump to get reelected than listening to this conversation. It's ridiculous. We're not going to throw out capitalism. We tried that. Other countries tried that. It was called communism, and it just didn't work. So, so Whoa, 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 whoa. You're stepping on my toes now. (laughs) It worked great. You should have seen the chandeliers in the subways uh, there in Russia. Beautiful. Beautiful. Again, I I thought that was another pretty good moment for Bloomberg. I thought so, too. Not in the primary. I don't know. I think, again, he's not trying to get Bernie voters, right? He's trying to get Biden Mm -hmm. voters. He's trying to get people who are like Klobuchar, Buttigieg, whatever this moderate lane supposedly is. And I think like there's a good chunk of Democratic voters who want the big programs, who want gay marriage and all those sorts of things, but don't want capitalism destroyed. There is that there is a contingency of Democratic voters who do that. None of them were there last night, but there no, is a contingency. Were not there. Right. Yeah. They did not show up. For I that. mean, you still hope that people in middle America, right? Democrats in Nebraska still believe in the capitalist system. You would hope. Yeah, remember. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure it's true, though. I'm they, not. I don't see a lot of evidence of it. They did that whole test of of what would you feel comfortable voting for. And, you know, there was gay president, Muslim president. The least popular one on the entire thing was socialist. socialist. I mean, I, you know, again, I, I think it's still a very negative But with Democrats, no, uh, no, no, that was... 74% were okay with it. Right? Is that not... No, not this poll that we saw. It was 47% overall, but I believe... 74% of Democrats would vote for a socialist. Well, let's just take that on its face, right? So 26% mm-hmm. are not comfortable voting for them at all. That's that's enough to lead the pack in the field right now, if you get those people. Mm-hmm. Now, look, yeah. it's you still have to get some of the other people, too, to win the nomination at the end of the day. But like with a divided field like that, he's the only one who seems brave enough to step out. And Klobuchar, to some degree, did this. But brave enough to stand up and just say, look, yeah, capitalism. It's hard well, to Bloomberg hide when he got $64 billion. Yes. It's, it's, he, he has it's to. It's difficult to hide, yeah. But it, it, even he has to apologize for his wealth by saying he's giving it all away. Yeah. You're yeah. not giving it all away. What are you talking well, about? He signed the giving pledge, didn't he? 
yeah, yeah. which is you know yeah. still gates did this and i mean he's giving it he's one thing he's bad at is giving it away apparently because yeah. it, and and by the he way he gives it away every time he buys a new house <laughs> no, he is i mean look he's given a fortune to uh, largely hardcore left-wing causes, including yeah, anti-gun gun causes legislation, that yeah. are far to the left of even where Bernie Sanders is. So this guy's no conservative. He's no moderate. He just has the ability to actually say, but hey, that, the entire economic system of this country shouldn't be torn down tomorrow. This is what's crazy. This is what's crazy. Mm-hmm. He, the Overton window is in the Soviet Union <laughs> to where Bloomberg looks like he's a moderate. Crazy. The That's guy amazing. is a totalitarian autocrat. That's he's what a, he is. He's an absolute extremist on the Second Amendment he's an and on climate change. Climate change. And have you noticed, has anybody noticed how everyone is now starting to talk about everything in the Constitution. Like, you know, we should re-examine that. I mean, you know, maybe we should have term limits mm-hmm. on, uh, on, the, uh, on the Supreme Court. You know, and we should get rid of the Electoral College. And the Second Amendment doesn't work. And maybe we should look at the First Amendment. This is the longest-running Constitution in the history of all mankind. And it is produced the greatest period of freedom and mm-hmm. wealth health and health the world has ever seen and suddenly everybody's talking about eh, maybe we should crack that thing open <laughs> no no what do you say we return to the constitution what do you say we start using it from time to time you know we used to make fun of and i apologize we used to make fun of those people that carried the pocket constitution around with them mm-hmm. we're like oh he's got the pocket constitution why read the constitution yeah okay buddy Thank you for carrying the pocket constitution around. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They were right. They were right. We got so lost. And now we're to the point. To Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just got so much processing in my head right now. And I'm so. I'm on the edge. Today is the day. I'm. Do I look bloated? Do I look bloated? I mean, yeah, but that's been every day. day. I yeah. just thought that was no, it's, normal. It's been typical. No, no I think I'm cycling. Years. I think I'm cycling. Okay. Now. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. How do you get people to buy in to Nazism, communism? How do you do it? Hitler said, you got to create the biggest lies. The bigger the lie, the, the more easy it is. And it's the small ones that are hard. Mm-hmm. That never made sense to me. Well, let's see. How many Americans right now, especially the youth, where it always comes from, especially the youth, will say, yes, a man can have a baby. Yes, a man can have his period. No, he can't. If you're bleeding downstairs, go see a doctor. Okay? If you're a dude and every month you got blood shooting out of you, see a freaking doctor. Something's wrong. But how many people are willing to say that? If they can get you to say something that you know absolutely, positively cannot ever happen. Mm-hmm. That a man cannot have a baby. You could put a baby in a man, but he ain't pushing it through his pee-pee. 
I don't know how you keep it alive. Thank you for using Delicately the technical term. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No man is menstruating today. And if you think so, you need to see a doctor as well. But how many of us have already accepted that lie? If they can get you to say mm-hmm. that or to be afraid to say, uh, excuse me, dummy, no. If you are afraid to say that, they just got you to deny something you know absolutely, positively, scientifically, no questions asked. You are now either staying silent or you are agreeing with it. And that's without putting the rat cage on your head. Exactly right. Like in what 1984. Do you, what do you think it's they so can't easy. do? So easy. What lies will you tell in your life if you're willing to go <clears throat> there first? All right. Sorry, I'm cycling today. I'm, I'm, well, hey, guys can have periods too. Can they? No. <laughs> All right, our sponsor this half hour is uh, My Patriot Supply. Emergencies seem to happen overnight. One minute everything's running normally, the next minute the whole world can go upside down. Let me ask you this If the city you lived in were suddenly quarantined, God forbid this happens. But we are looking, if you watched the special last night, we are looking at the possibility of uh, 30 to 60% of the globe having the coronavirus. That's remarkable. What happens when things start to break down? Let's say you're not even quarantined. What happens when this whole thing breaks down in China and you're not getting supplies on the shelves. Or if your town has to be quarantined, the stores close. Do you have food? Are you prepared? My Patriot Supply is the go-to source for emergency planning. I've done this with My Patriot Supply years ago. They're running a special now for four weeks uh, at preparewithglenn.com. You can get 45% off a two-week emergency food kit. Now, that includes breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Last up to 25 years in storage. It's really good. My Patriot Supply ships them fast and discreetly. Currently, they're running at full capacity, just trying to keep up with demand. People are smart. So make sure you get your order in now. You need to be prepared. Only while supplies last at preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Don't wait. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Could I go to audio cut number five, please? Sanders disowning a few supporters. Listen to this. We have over 10.6 million people on Twitter, and 99.9% of them are decent human beings, are working people, are people who believe in justice, compassion, and love. And if there are a few people who make ugly remarks, who attack trade union leaders, I disown those people. They are not part of our movement. Not true. 
and I will prove it to you next Wednesday on the Wednesday night special. Uh, not true at all. Um, I wish it were. I really do. I wish it were. We are headed for, I mean, Stu just said to me when we went into the commercial break, he said, this is astounding. And I said, it's like half the country has gone mad. Um, and, uh, you know, they think we've gone mad. And I don't know, maybe we have. I, I just, I would just like to return to the Constitution. I'd like everybody to be free. I'd like you to live your life the way you want to live your life. Be who you are. Don't force me into anything. Stop with all of this, uh, just all of this re-education and remapping of the entire world. I, I'm just tired of it. Um, but I think the Democrats are running hard in that direction. I hope that it will be a big loss for them. But here's the problem. Most of our kids don't know what America is. They don't know. I mean, you might remember what America was like before 9-11, but they certainly don't. And what they're learning in school is not what you learned in school. If you were lucky, if you were lucky, it might be two generations since real principles were actually taught in this country. And we've lost our way. And that's one reason why I'm doing Restoring the Covenant in Gettysburg this summer. It's a three-day event. It'll start on Friday afternoon. We've got, uh, you know, speakers that are going to be coming, and they're going to be talking about, you know, Abraham Lincoln, the Covenant, America. I hope Mike Lee is going to be there speaking a little bit on the Constitution and teaching about that. We're going to really go through all of it, and then we're just going to have the best Fourth of July you've ever seen that really, truly celebrates America and teaches about what America is. It's an Independence Day celebration, not 4th of July. It just happens to be on the 4th of July in Gettysburg. Go to glenbeck.com and look for Restoring the Covenant. Restoring the Covenant, the next in our Restoring series in Gettysburg this weekend. You've got to make your reservations now. Find out all of the information at glenbeck.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. And the vast majority of time, they have no idea whether that alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? And the alarm company can't tell them. All they say is, you know, motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security, however, is different. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350 times faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection, outdoor cameras, doorbells that alert you, anyone approaching your home, entry, motion, glass break sensors, 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals, and you can set up the system you own yourself. No tools needed. It's simply safe. It's 50 cents a day without a contract. SimplySafe.com slash Glenn. Go there today and get a free Simply Safe security camera, normally 100 bucks. Order today, you get it free. It'll help you capture that crucial evidence for the police, and you'll get 350% faster dispatch. It's SimplySafe.com slash Glenn. Oh, thank you so much, Hillary. I can't wait for the next hour of the program, because if you thought last hour was crazy on what the Democrats are saying... Wait until you hear the next hour. It's fantastic. 
Uh, welcome to the program. And uh, Stu, mm-hmm. great show. You did a great show last night. Thank you. Uh, and you're doing tonight, you're talking about, uh, uh, what was it? I, I want to say the Constitution. It's not. It's it's uh, the pardons in the Constitution. We did pardons last what night. What was it last night? Yes. Okay. Um, tonight, we are going to do the chaos in the Democratic primary, oh, uh, great. which is just, it's incredible. You know, here's these group of people who say they want a national popular vote because the, the electoral mm. college is just like it's set up for yeah, other things yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. too complicated. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, what when they had a chance to design their own system from scratch it and pick their nominee, worse. what do they do? They came up with a pro. You know, you've got primaries, you've got caucuses, you've got. Uh, delegates, you've got super delegates. You have statewide delegate equivalents. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You have uh, uh, viability mm-hmm. restrictions. Mm-hmm. You I, like you have. You should see the math they have to do to try to figure this stuff out. It's it's embarrassing. Oh, and, and by the way, just so you know, um, Buttigieg leads in delegates, but not the popular vote. I no. just want to point Shocking. out. Hello, America. If you missed the debate last night, well, here's what you missed. Could you please play audio cut number one uh, from last night? This is this is really what it was all about. You name check three of them. Let me get Go ahead, Senator Sanders. It was absolute chaos last night. Hey! Wow, that's weird. Chaos coming from a bunch of socialists, anarchists, Democrats? No. Details this next. Is the Glenn Beck program? All right, so there's dumb criminals out there. In fact, let me give you. I've been, I've been waiting to give you this story for a while. Uh, Florida man. You know, it's always. Have you ever checked your uh, Florida man uh, birthday? Have you done that? No. Look up the date. Just put in a Florida man. And then put your date. I think uh, the day of my birthday, I get a Florida man eaten by a crocodile or something like that. But there's this whole service of Florida man where you put your birthday in and you find out what what the headline is on your birthday. Do you see it? Is it a specific site or am I typing this into Google? Uh, no, I think it's a specific site, but... I'll, I'll find out. I have to call my son. He did it to me the other day, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Anyway, the story starts, a Florida man gets naked to escape a Deland store. Police found him running out of the store and naked, uh, and the officers shot him with a taser, only in, only in Florida. Here's the problem. He was, um, he was uh, pinned to the ground, uh, and uh, and and being held because ribeyes kept falling out of his pants. <laughs> and uh, what else you going to use pants for? Right, right. You saw your ribeyes there. Right, and so the ribeyes were falling out of his pants, and and they're like, "Hey, dude, are you stealing meat?" He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." With ribeyes coming out of his pants, <laughs> uh, and so they wrestled him to the ground. He wiggled out of his clothes somehow or another, completely butt naked. Uh, and uh, and tasered by the police in the parking lot. 
Some days you just want to live in Florida. <laughs> so we all know that criminals are stupid and they probably outnumber the smart criminals by a vast percentage. But on the other hand, even dub criminals don't want to get caught and will often avoid, for example, breaking into a home or into a store looking for ribeyes. Especially if it's during the day or if there's a burglar alarm. Two out of five houses in the United States have a security system. Two. So why bother with those two? Go for the three. When police talk to burglars and ask them why they picked a certain house, it's usually just because they were in that area and that one didn't have a burglar alarm. Right now, you can get Simply Safe state-of-the-art system and 24-hour round-the-clock monitoring. Not only easy to set up, but they can set it up for you if you want. It's affordable. It's 50 cents a day. 50 cents a day. Now, you own the system. And if you want the monitoring, it's 50 cents a day. But when you see the price of the actual system, it will blow you away on how badly you've been ripped off your whole life if you ever had any other kind of security system. Because this is all state-of-the-art technology. And only Simply Safe has it. And Simply Safe is the only one also that will help capture crucial evidence for the police and get the police to dispatch a car to your house if there is some problem 350% faster at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Let me give you a couple of highlights. Just give you a little. One of the highlights here is Elizabeth Warren in last night's debate. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. <laughs> and no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> I loved that. I loved that. She was awake last night. She was. Elizabeth. She had a, the the uh, the chamomile didn't put her to sleep before the uh, no before the debate and she was the unity candidate. Remember, she's the one in all of the debates saying, "I don't want to talk ill about anybody else." She went for his throat. It does last seem like night. she gave up on that? Oh yeah, because there was this idea that she was going to be the left wing candidate. Mm-hmm. Bernie kind of took that back. She right. decided going into New Hampshire and Iowa that she would be the unity candidate. That failed miserably. Now mm-hmm. she's back to the fighter again. Yes. That's the new that's the new uh, profile. So uh, a billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. Now, she must be quoting, right? She would just make that up. Couldn't make that up. I assumed, although I did not know the quote from Bloomberg on horse-faced lesbians. So I looked it up. Was she insulting lesbians? What? Why did she include lesbians in the quote? I'm, I'm well, concerned. Because he included lesbians. Well, he probably quoted other, uh, included other words, too. She didn't include those. Well, he did, and she should have. Really? I mean, <laughs> to say a guy, a billionaire who calls fat uh, women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians is not the whole quote. Is not the Do we have quote. the whole quote? I have the whole quote. The whole quote. Can we hear the whole quote on the no, radio? No, no. The it. whole quote... I know, that would make it just too delicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, The whole quote comes from a book uh, written by Eleanor Randolph entitled The Many Lives of Michael Bloomberg. It was released last year. And And he was talking about the royal family in Great Britain. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he said, the British royal family, what a bunch of misfits. A gay, a gay a A gay gay. (laughs) an architect that horsey-faced lesbian 
and a kid who gave up Koo Stark for some fat broad. <laughs> there you go. There this you go. is like having your grandpa. This is like having this is like running your mm-hmm. grandfather. And I don't even mean Donald Trump as your grand gra- Donald Trump was the guy on the bar stool at the end of the bar who would just blurt things out, okay? <laughs> this is your grandfather who you're like Grandpa, don't say those things. Right. So don't, don't, no, 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 don't say those things out loud. I mean, this is the a, British royal family. What a bunch of misfits. A gay, an architect, that horsey-faced lesbian, and a kid who gave up Kustark for some fat broad. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I'm concerned, too. What does he have against architects? I, I don't it's know. It's a weird It's thing a to weird include. one, isn't it? Isn't and it? an architect. And these architects are all over the place. <laughs> so I want to know, who's the gay one? Who's the architect? Who's the horsey-faced lesbian? And who gave up Koo Stark for some fat broad? I'd... Now, isn't it... Uh, uh, what's... Is it... Camilla. Cam- Camilla is the one I've heard other places also called the horse, horse face. face right now but she's is she a lesbian she's she's married she's to, married to right i don't know i, I don't I say think so but you're right the one that sticks out here one of these things just doesn't belong is the architect yeah what a and bunch of misfits these, there's an architect in that family <laughs> these bastards designing <laughs> facilities <laughs> i build my buildings without architects i sketch them on napkins right. and i build them exactly like you that. build a you build a building with an architect next thing you know you'll be gay <laughs> what <laughs> these bastards are looking at these load-bearing walls <laughs> wait what? i don't even understand <laughs> I understand insult? all of them, I guess. I just don't get the architect one. You're right. You're when right. I draw my buildings on napkins, if they're squiggly lines, they build squiggly walls. That's how it works. You ever seen the Seattle Music Center? That was me on a drunk night with a napkin. It's just a weird attack. It really is. It really I, I, is. I, just, I don't... Uh... Fat broads, horsey-faced lesbians, a gay... A bunch of misfits and an architect. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, you know what that is? That's Gilligan's Island and the architect is Marianne. Like, how the hell did I get on? (laughs) Why am I here? (laughs) Although a bunch of misfits and an architect is a solid band name. It really is. It would be good. That wouldn't be bad. You know, maybe we should remake Gilligan's Island with that. A gay, an architect, that horsey-faced lesbian, <laughs> and the kid who gave up Koo Stark for some fat broad. <laughs> so weird. It just seems like such a random mm-hmm. thing. It's like you just. It's like you're gonna throw like actuary in next. It's like <laughs> right. what? And a garbage man. These actuaries. (laughs) Next thing you'll know, salesman. (laughs) You'll have somebody that worked at Home Depot. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with these people? I don't understand (laughs) it. Uh, That's that's an interesting one. She didn't bring up the architect. She didn't. Well, she is pro-architect, I hear. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the guy. Is that's that like, how it is in her family? <laughs> that's how mm. it is in her family. They have apparently no problem with architects. <laughs> um, uh, here's here's how this these are the people 
that you are now surrounding yourself around uh, Democrats. These are the people that you say our children should look up to that. And I, I know we had Donald Trump. I get it. I, believe me, I get it. But that's a one off. That's an anomaly. And that's a response, honestly, to all of the big government people who have not been listening. And I don't mean just the Democrats. I mean the Republicans, too. The reason why Donald Trump was elected was not because that's who we are. We, you know, that's not who we are. He's the first guy that was listening to America that said, yeah, you know what they're really sick of? They're really sick of. You know, you guys, all of this corruption, all of this backroom dealing, all of this, you know, oh, we're going to do it and then you never do it. That's really why he was elected. If you don't get that now, you never will. But what you're putting up are people that are ideological. Well, they belong in the royal family. It's a group of misfits. And even Santa in the end. He took that. He, yeah, sure. You see the you see the Christmas special. He's like, oh, okay. Charlie in the box. Get in. Why? Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. And he flies away. What you don't see is he dumps that bag in the middle of the ocean. Nobody wants the misfit toys. Nobody. The a squirt stuff. gun that squirts jelly in the bottom of the ocean right now. That's where it's laying. That's your destiny with this group of misfits. And it's, it's not just the people. It's the people that they are attracting. Listen to this. This is Joe Biden um, giving his, his final thoughts at the debate and being interrupted. Listen. I'm running because so many people. Are- Look at him. He's like, I don't know what's happening. Give us a moment. We'll uh, clear the room and let the. Uh, Congratulations, let- Democrats. Congratulations. I know I want our government run by these people. I can't imagine how great life will be when that's the way we deal with everything. It's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. It's, it's, it's on the way. Being served on a, a silver platter right now right. by the Democratic Party, who, who, you know, if. Sanders does what everyone is expecting him to do. And, you know, uh, the overwhelming, you know, the odds seem to range between two-thirds and 80% chance he's going to win Nevada. He wins that. I mean, he is the overwhelming frontrunner. You saw Bloomberg last mm-hmm. night. I mean, like, you know, Bloomberg was the, as you always point out, the unnamed Democrat, right? He, or, or unnamed Republican. He's the unnamed Democrat. He's sitting there. He's been running ads. He's never really been criticized. He was kind of like this. He's People the backup didn't really know him outside of yeah. the image of the ads. Yeah. And now he, he's seen him, and this is who he is. This is how he, who he's always been. He's not a good candidate. He's not a good guy. Uh, he's got a lot of money, and that will help uh, smooth over some of those edges. But he's not a good candidate. So who do you have? I mean, this gets passed. If Sanders wins the next couple states, which he could, he could, then, uh, you know, it's his. He, it could right? be his. It's it's his or, and at and, that point, it's just him or Bloomberg. That's yeah. it. Because and Biden it, will be toast. Buttigieg will be toast. These guys are going to be gone. And let me tell you something. Biden said last week, you know, we're going to win this thing. Quote, I'll be damned if we're going to lose this nomination. 
Yes, you will be. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, that's all I heard in my head when he said that was, Yes, yes, if that's what you need to make it official, (laughs) I'll see you in November. All right, our uh, sponsor this half hour is LifeLock. I know you've been thinking about the coronavirus uh, as if it's not scary enough. Well, here's the good news. Researchers have discovered the other day that hackers are now sending spam emails disguised as legitimate information about the coronavirus in hopes of infecting smartphones and computers with malicious software. Isn't that great? So now not only can you get sick, but all your devices can get sick. It's important to understand how cybercrime affects our lives, and identity theft is a serious issue. Somebody's identity is stolen every two seconds, and you can miss something if you're only monitoring your credit. That's why there's LifeLock. They detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. And if there's a problem, their agents work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or head over to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off now. LifeLock.com. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, is that Joe Biden? Hey, Joe. How you doing, buddy? Looks like you lost the election. Guess you're damned. Hey, uh, uh, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. So Klobuchar said last night uh, during the debate, and I want to quote, I have an idea on how we can stop sexism on the internet. (laughs) Just think of that statement alone. Okay. You're going to hire that person who thinks that they can stop sexism or any ism on the internet. I have an idea of how we could stop sexism on the internet. We could nominate a woman for president of the United States. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that'll do it. Right? Oh, that, that took us. Just like uh, stop, yeah, Barack Obama stopped racism. <laughs> exactly right. right. That was, uh... It really, he, mm-hmm. that just was salve on a wound. Oh, yeah. You can't even see that scar anymore. Oh, I mean, my that is gosh. That's crazy. And she is not good. I, you know, it's interesting because you look at her on paper. You know, she her electoral record is really solid. I mean, she's she's outperformed Democrats in multiple election cycles. You know, Beto got all this attention for for outperforming <laughs> the, the average Democrat by a couple points. Hang on just mm-hmm. a second. I just let's just <laughs> take a second and just let's all just <laughs> admire Beto's career and his career options right now. Guy couldn't even be an architect. <laughs> Bunch of misfits. A gay, a Beto, a horsey now, face that broad. That would have been over the line by Bloomberg. If he called him a Beto, that right. would be... How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, but it's, it's interesting because she's really outperformed the Democrats who've run nationally by a large margin. And you see her performance in these things. I just don't get it. I mean, I guess she's got a, a decent profile uh, for a Democrat when it comes to centrist policies at some level. Everybody's cold in Minnesota. Yeah. They're not paying attention. They're just like, I don't know. I'll throw the Here, pull that lever. I got to get back into the car. It's freezing. <laughs> Maybe that's it. It's an odd thing, though. She's uh, she she's so stilted and, and, and uh, so like bumper sticker slogan-y. 
everything she says, you can kind of hear her that she's said it into the mirror like 58 times before she walked out on stage. And, you know, I guess she had a good performance before New, uh, New Hampshire, did well. I don't think she did so great last night. Her and Pete Buttigieg apparently hate each other. Seems like they were about to punch each other in the face in the middle of the debate. Which well, I think they a... were just going for that the, they're both staking out the same territory. Yeah, it's weird. It's And yet again, who really gets a pass here is Bernie Sanders. I mean, Sanders, yeah, he had a little mix-up with, with Bloomberg, but everyone else on the stage seemed to be on his side for it. No one really takes shots at Sanders. He's, he becomes the front-runner because no one... And the same thing played out in the Republican primary in 2016. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Cruz and Rubio and, and Kasich and all these other secondary candidates sat there and fought with each other for most of the time, and Trump's at like 40% being like, you guys are morons. You know, and he cruises to the nomination. Um, and it seems like Sanders is in that same position right now. Not so quite as strong as have Trump Have you was, changed... We haven't changed the board on the front runners. No, um, and it, well, I know it's not predictive because the front runners actually are Pete Buttigieg uh, and Bernie Sanders. But I, I don't think Buttigieg is. Yeah, I think Sanders is probably the only front runner right now. I'd be anxious to see what happens in the next few days after this primary. It either killed him, Bloomberg. It either killed him or made him. Don't you think? <sighs> Usually, debates don't have that big of an impact. Right. Um, you can't have. It could that. have killed him. I mean, I, I. It could have also made him. If if there's not, if there the majority is looking for someone who can stand up and is tough with Donald Trump, blah blah blah, and they're looking for that fighter. Yeah, um, it could work. It it might have worked, but he is so. I mean, he's he obviously is, not good. How do you not have a, everything that they say Donald Trump is times ten? How do you not have an answer for the non-disclosure agreement uh, back and forth? Oh, and the, the stop and the frisk. stop and frisk. How do you not have answers for these things? It was like it stop and frisk. God, uh, what was that again? Didn't what, what like policy? that. I, <laughs> everybody's doing that, and I did it too. And I'm sorry. It was bizarre. Very bizarre. Very so, bizarre. I mean, right now you'd probably have Sanders as the front runner. In the secondary category of a shot, yeah, they've got a shot. You'd still have, I think, Bloomberg, who's. I there. wouldn't put Biden there anymore. You might not, although, again, Biden's polls have not fallen apart completely. Uh, because they haven't. Remember the shoe store? They're shopping for new shoes. Yeah. They got to walk out in the old pair of shoes. Well, that's They're what I mean. Keeping that old pair of shoe around just in case they have to walk in that. But again, but Biden was terrible, terrible last night. I mean, he is. He just. Look, this terrible. is not going to happen. I, I don't see how. But he's supposing. Polling is holding up enough that you can't take him out of the race yet. Who to judge who still leads in delegates should probably be in that category, too. Uh, leads in delegates. But not in the popular vote. No. Oh, Democrats, how could you possibly let that happen? (laughs) (laughs) American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Owning and managing a home in a Trump economy continues to be much easier to do in, oh, I don't know, some of the previous years. The housing market right now where you can buy a home that is $48,000 more expensive than a year ago. Yet you're still going to pay the same in principle and interest. That's a 16% increase in your buying power, not the price of the home, in your buying power. And that's because of lower interest rates. If you've been thinking about buying a home, now may be the best time you can do it. It's that affordable. If you're already in a mortgage or maybe you want to refinance or get a better interest rate or consolidate some of that debt and start working into a better financial position, you could save up to $1,000 or more. 
So call the mortgage consultants at American Financing. In 10 minutes, they can do the mortgage review for you and help you determine what the best course is. It's a small amount of time to spend on something that could have a profound effect on your financial life. It's American Financing. Call them now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. You're not going to believe the disaster coming in Nevada. We go through that on Stu Does America tonight. You can subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review. I am waiting for the arrival of my Scottish assistant, Craig, uh, because I want to know who the horsey-faced lesbian is in the royal family, and I know he'll know, because he, like all Scots do, he loves the royal family. Oh, really? Loves the royal family. I didn't know that. Yo, loves them. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Good to hear there's some unity there. I've heard so many bad things about Brexit. How many people are dying there from from Brexit-related Brexit? Gonorrhea. Yeah, I yeah. mean, basically, they just unleashed all sorts of diseases. I think the coronavirus has to be tied to Brexit in some way. Well, it's it's it wouldn't be surprising. No, it wouldn't be well, surprising. Brexit or net neutrality. Do you know that they actually were saying the media over there was actually saying that super gonorrhea that that's what they're terming super gonorrhea. Is that a really bad superhero? I, get, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm super gonorrhea. Uh, super gonorrhea would be going around uh, because of Brexit. Uh, because of Brexit. And so far, we don't have any cases of super gonorrhea being reported. But it's only a matter of time still. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's only I'm a matter sure. of time. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Uh, healthcare and uh, housing can no longer be divorced, says Governor Gavin Newsom. Of California. Let me just, before I get into this story, let me just say, Californians, run for your frickin' lives. Things in California, you think they can't get worse? Oh, they're about to. He said, uh, what's more fundamental to a person's well-being than a roof over their head? Doctors, this is in his State of the State address. Doctors should be able to write prescriptions for housing the same way they do for insulin and antibiotics. Here he is. Listen. Healthcare and housing can no longer be divorced. After all, what's more fundamental to a person's well-being than a roof over their head? Doctors, doctors should be able to write prescriptions for housing the same way they do for insulin and antibiotics. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Californians, they love it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? That's and that's the aim of Calame. That's the aim of Calame. Yeah. So Medi-Cal, this is a reform of Medi-Cal. It's called Calame. Uh, and um, it's backed now by a $695 million budget uh, request to make this a reality. So doctors can prescribe a home to you. I wonder if they could, could they prescribe like a yacht for, I mean, <laughs> that's always good for your well-being. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you think of something better than, Doc, you know what would really take me out of these dumps uh, is a yacht, a really big super yacht, big, 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 big one. I feel like most people who are on yachts are happy. 
Right? That's the way I believe. That's and what I'm I believe. to test it. Yeah. I, you know, they say money can't buy you happiness. Well, but it can buy a yacht. <laughs> and you got $695 million sitting there. And take it from Bill Gates. Just take it. Take it. He Just take it. it. At some point, he's made enough money. Right. And he didn't build that. No. Microsoft, that Windows, he stole that. That was a great part of the uh, debate last night where... You know, Bloomberg was saying, you know, look, I've made a lot of money, built this great company, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and the big comeback from Elizabeth Warren was, or I think it was, was it Warren or Sanders? I don't know. Get them confused. But they they said, uh, look, this is, uh, maybe your maybe your employees had something to do with that too. Well, yeah, that's, you get compensated for the work that you do towards that goal. Yes, that's how, that's how employment works, actually. Yeah, but Bernie Sanders, he's demanding that the <laughs> workers are on the board. Yeah. So they have, okay, okay. that's not, I just don't know if you know this, that's not the way this works. No. That's not the way this, that, that, I mean, that's, that's a communist system, sure, sure. And it, have you ever driven a Zill? Nobody has, because they suck. <laughs> and also because the subways had such nice chandeliers, they didn't want to drive. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, what, what in any communist country has been taken that you go, oh, well. I mean, sure, they suck at everything else, but I mean, besides torture rooms, death chambers, concentration camps, what is it that the Soviets or any communist country has given the world that you're like, oh, well, you got to give them this. Go ahead. Uh, Invasions. (laughs) Right. A lot of invasions. Invasions. Uh, Imprisonment. Yeah. That's the death camp thing. Mm -hmm. Concentration camps. True. Got that. It, 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 give vodka. me one thing that was good. Vodka. Lots of vodka. That's, they've had that forever. That's true. But they produced it while they were also communist. Well, it got worse. Yeah, well, they also made babies. I mean, it's, true. it's not a communist thing. You know, that's you know just, what? Melania Trump. She does come from a communist country. She does. She was born in, uh, is it Slovenia? Now, I don't know but if that's was something that they're going to want to give communists credit for. <laughs> no, probably not. Well, they might. I don't know. There's one thing there that the communists made that turned out pretty nice. The largest nuclear weapon ever tested. Zarbamba. Okay. Mm-hmm. Zarbamba? Yeah. Zarbamba? Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, have you ever seen the footage of it? No. Oh, you got to see this. No. It's like... Oh God! I gotta somebody pull, go. somebody pull right. it up so we can see it on the screen. It's so big. I mean, it was like they just they they dropped it on some island. Uh, yeah, it was uh it was it was uh, it was a lot bigger. Okay, so I think that fits into the category of death. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> it was fifty megatons of of TNT equivalent. Fifty megatons. It was a sixty thousand pound bomb. <laughs> it was the lar- by far the largest ever tested. Is this a hydrogen bomb or just a regular um, bomb? It was oh, it's a nuclear weapon. It was um let's see, the most powerful nuclear weapon ever created. Um it tested on October 30th, 1961 as an experimental verification of calculation principles and multi-stage ah. thermonuclear weapon designs. It remains the most powerful human-made explosive ever detonated. They dropped it over um, uh, a an island. Um, the detonation was secret, but shockingly was detected. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't hear anything. What? What are you talking about? That flash in the sky. Somebody was taking a picture or something. What? He's blind from it? Very pow- powerful flashbulb. Yeah, it was very... I mean, it was... Um, 
it was very, very, very large, and uh, it was a, a, it created some issues over time, but it was uh, much, much larger than any other um, uh, uh, test, or certainly that were actually dropped on anybody. It was, it was, a, it was a big deal. But again, they, they gave us that. They gave us some super great footage. Well, they're also giving Bernie Sanders a problem because Bernie Sanders said last night in the debate that, you know, his people are good people. His people are good people. And those attack, you know, from Bernie supporters, you know, the Bernie bros. They're not. He said they're Russians. He says those are Russian bots uh, and uh, Russians that are posing as his supporters. I got news for you, Bernie. Anybody uh in russia that would like to destroy america is rooting for you dude <laughs> i mean this <laughs> is everything they ever predicted this this is it yeah um, marx i think it was was it marx or lenin that came out and said this is how it ends america will have the iconic capitalist uh the flashy mm. you know i think he said grotesque capitalist and that he will become in charge, and it will be so horrible for the masses, mm. that hasn't worked out so far, that they will reject him, and the next person that will be voted in will be a communist. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> it's quite a prediction. It's <laughs> oh, quite a prediction. Here's the details on this. Uh, right. October 31st, ni- 1961, the blast 3,000 times as strong as the bomb used on Hiroshima. 3,000 times. But it's only 3,000 times. It broke windows 560 miles away. Five? (laughs) And did they expect not to have anybody notice (laughs) this? I guess not. The flash of light from the blast was visible up to 620 miles away. Oh, my gosh. The tests uh, had a yield between 50 and 58 megatons, twice the size of the second largest nuclear blast. A bomb of this size would create a fireball 6.4 square miles and would be able to give humans third-degree burns within 4,080 square miles of the bomb's epicenter. Holy crap. What? That's a bomb right there. That is a bomb. See, communists How did do that. We get the, how do we get the bad name for the bombs? I, well, we did drop them on well, we actual did. cities. <laughs> yeah, we, part of it. Okay, well, yeah, all right, <laughs> okay. You want to get that technicality. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that might be what they did it on an island. Yeah, there weren't people. Uh, there you sure no you know what no i'm not with the soviets no <laughs> right. i'm not okay no, uh all right so there's every chance this november we as a country are going to have to pick between our current president with all of his flaws and everything else and a full-fledged communist you're gonna need to vote because your contribution matters sometimes more than you know you will can't control where your money is going all the time but when you can you should right now if you are with any of these major cell companies, most of them have far left extremists on the board of directors and they are funneling money into things like Planned Parenthood, anti-Second Amendment, really anti-First Amendment kind of stuff. And enough is enough. You have a choice. I, I so want Patriot Mobile to make a commercial where they are where the guy is just standing there and he's canceling his subscription and he's signing up for Patriot Mobile because they're funding abortion. And all he just says is, hey, Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, all you guys, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? 
I don't want any of that stuff. And I finally have a choice. Let them hear your voice. Crystal clear, same great reception. You're going to have the same coverage that you had. Really, really good uh, customer call service. And you'll get a free gift when you open a new line. Free activation when you use the offer code BECK. It's patriotmobile.com slash BECK. That's patriotmobile.com slash BECK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So I'm a little I'm a little upset at uh, my assistant Craig who is uh he's a Royal Marine. He's a Royal Marine. Okay? And uh he's protected the queen. He has all of the queen's collector plates. He lo- as a Scot as all Scots do. Mm-hmm. He loves the royal family. And I asked him, okay, uh, here's the here's the quote that Elizabeth Warren was was giving you know, throwing out there so everybody knew who who Michael Bloomberg was. And she said, you know, we don't need a billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. Okay, that's quite a quote. So I looked it up. Actually comes from a book quoting Bloomberg, talking about the British royal family. What a bunch of misfits. I'm quoting, a gay, an architect, a horsey-faced lesbian, and a kid who gave up Koo Stark for some fat broad. Okay, so the gay apparently, and I said the gay, using his language, the gay apparently is Lord Lord Mountbatten, mm. which sounds like a bad porno name, doesn't it? Ah, uh, wait until Lord Mountbatten gets here. Um, the kid who gave up Koo Stark for some fat broad apparently is Prince Andrew. That's your slam on Prince Andrew? It wasn't a fat broad. It was like a 14-year-old girl. What are you talking about? He's flying over the world with Jeffrey Epstein, and he's like, well, the, the person he's currently with is overweight. That's his big insult. Yeah, he's molesting children. Yeah, right. uh, I don't I know think, if you know that. It yeah. might be a bigger bigger problem. It's a better wreck. Uh, we don't know who the architect is, so I need somebody who actually has all of the collector plates because he apparently is missing some of them. The architect. Who in the... And how, why is that in there? And the horsey-faced lesbian, as Craig pointed out, everyone in the royal family has the face of a horse. Uh, so it doesn't narrow it down. I guess you just need a lesbian. Uh, Prince, Prince Richard is an architect, seems like. Prince Richard. Who even knows Prince Richard? What does he have against Prince Richard? Who is Prince Richard? Have you ever heard of him, Craig? The Duke of... Gloucester? Duke of Gloucester. Ooh. I don't know anything about Why would only... Bloomberg target that guy? The only thing oh, I root for... Duke of Gloucester is pissing me yeah. off. <laughs> That's a weird thing. <laughs> I and mean, the only thing I... You have uh, the... the um, Rachel from Suits. That's the only one I care about. And I want her to get divorced so she comes back on Suits. I want them to relaunch the There's show. There's a lot of people rooting for a divorce there. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like the entire royal family might be in that uh, camp Oof. at this point. They don't seem to be fans. So has that changed your opinion on her? She's apparently diabolical. 
Oh, I think this is just us finishing the Revolutionary War. Okay, good. Because we went through at the beginning. We did this whole thing where it got our independence. But you know what we didn't do was end the royal family. Now we finally can. This is the, this So is, this is our way of mm-hmm. gently beheading them. <laughs> I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it that way. <laughs> well, but that's what you mean, No, though. I mean, that's what's going in to your be, heart, There's Stu. going to be no more. That's what America is hearing. That's not what America was hearing. Well, they heard it from well, you, so I guess they didn't hear it. America, but... did you not hear guillotine the rich? They can't answer. That's They're... what I... Mm-hmm. I can hear them. <laughs> I bet you can. There's a lot of voices going on in there, isn't there? <laughs> Same like Michael Bloomberg. They're like, call him an architect. He's like, all right, I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> it's such a weird... This is a weird story. These, I mean, the... the, the the entire storyline of the past couple of years with the Democrats can be summarized with one observation, which is they don't have any candidates. So all of these weird, erratic actions they've taken from the, the impeachment effort with like one phone call and no information. This is because a party that is confident in their candidates just wins the election. It's crazy. They can't do it. So they're doing all these weird, crazy actions. And they ran Everybody. Everybody. I mean, they had this entire field. They didn't have one good candidate they, in that whole they, field. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't They didn't run Mr. Jefferson, who lives across the street from me. He's the one <laughs> liberal in the neighborhood. I'm surprised he <laughs> hasn't run. Because I think they've run everyone in the Democratic Party. Everybody else. I mean, we have an entire, you know, three full columns of dropped out candidates. I mean, three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 21, 23, 24 that have dropped out. And Nothing. And nothing. And they have nothing. Again, like these are not, none of them are separating themselves. The only guy is an 80 year old socialist. <laughs> he could be dead by the end. He had a heart uh, attack two yeah, months ago. I know. He could drop dead of a heart attack. And you know who they're all talking about having as their vice presidential nominee? Oh, Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. Who, who was famous for losing. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it is absolutely nuts. Welcome to America. 2020. Back in a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck. And we really have to talk about that. I have a I have a feeling that uh, uh, Blagojevich was uh, was on that list because of Roger Stone. Um, uh, you know, I th- I think Donald Trump is going to uh, have him uh, released or or pardon him uh, or commute seconds. sentence. Uh, he should do that if he's going to. He should do that. You know, on his last day in office in six years, uh, which might be too late for Roger Stone, but at least after the election, if he's going to do it, because I don't think it would be very popular to do it, uh, and uh, really unconstitutional. As Stu points out, uh, not a good idea for the president. But we'll see what happens. They're sentencing him uh, now. Coming up in a second, uh, we have the 1776 Project. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of 1691 Project? Mm -hmm. Coming up next. Of entertainment and enlightenment. 
There is a New York Times podcast called The 1619 Project, and it's all about Jamestown. And they are trying to make it sound like that is the founding of America. And the founding of America was based on racism and slavery. We did not start in Jamestown. Cannibalism happened in Jamestown. Jamestown is a lesson to America, uh, but apparently one that, you know, the New York Times really kind of missed out on. Is it 1619? Is it 1620 in Plymouth with the Pilgrims? Or 1776? We have a professor, and I love this, a, a tenure-track professor, political science uh, scientist at Kentucky State University. If you're just on the track to be tenured, you should not appear on the Glenn Beck program. I'm just, I'm just saying. We have him coming up next. He has started the 1776 project that you need to know about in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. So today's product merit word of mouth is the online review. Google, Amazon, Facebook. If you want to know how good a product is, you're apt to look for the five-star reviews on one or all of these platforms, which is why I can tell you about Shave Secret. The first thing you should do is don't listen to me. Do your own homework. Uh, Go check out what people are saying about them online. You don't need an expensive blade. You don't need creams or soaps or gels for a clean, close shave. What you need is Shave Secret. This is a proprietary blend of essential oils, and you put three to five drops on your wet hand, and you massage that into your beard, and you can shave, and you will have the cleanest, easiest, smoothest shave. If you have problems with ingrown hairs or uh, cuts or beard rash or any of that, the bumps that come from shaving, Try Shave Secret. It really makes a difference. Now, you can get this everywhere. You can get it regionally at HEB uh, or Wegmans grocery stores. You can find it at Walmart. It's also online at Amazon. But if you go to shavesecret.com and you use the promo code BECK on their website, you're going to get a 10% discount. So, again, just grab it wherever. It's at Walmart. You'll find it where the shaving products are. It's a little teeny bottle because you don't need much. It's a little teeny bottle at a little teeny price. And it's going to last you forever. And it's Shave Secret. Remember the name. For women and men, Shave Secret. Shavesecret.com. Promo code BECK. Let me go right to Dr. Wilford Riley, professor at Kentucky State University, author of the book Taboo, and a guy who started the 1776 Project that he's going to talk to us about uh, today. Dr. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for having me on. Sure. Now, normally you would give me the professional courtesy of calling me doctor as well, seeing that I worked hard, just as hard as you, for my doctorate. But I are you uh, are you also a doctor? I am a doctor. Uh, I'm a doctor of humanities, which means I can oh. operate on people's feet. I think uh, uh, oral maybe. surgery. Pardon me. I said on their minds, maybe. Well, I, I mean, I don't think we have to have this professional squabble about it now. Um, uh, doctor, uh, I, I want to I thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for what you're, uh, what you're doing. Uh, and uh, tell me why you got involved uh, in trying to set the record straight from the 1619 Project. 
Sure. Um, I will say I'm one of the founders of the 1776 sure. Project, but there are there are a large number of pretty elite people involved. Uh, Bob Woodson, really you know, at the Woodson Center, is the guy that brought our group together. I mean, you've got Glenn Lowry, uh, legendary economist, Talib Starks, the organizer, Carol Swain, John Sibley mm. Butler, pretty impressive lineup. Uh, yeah. Coleman Hughes, the editor at Quillette. But the idea of the 1776 project, I mean, it is a nonpartisan, I'd say for most of us, center-right at least, um, black-led response to the New York Times 1619 project. And the 1619 project, you, you, your intro on this is pretty much dead on point. This is an idea. This is a series of editorials that became a business initiative mm-hmm. that the USA began in slavery and that really the thing that defines the country the most or the thing that makes the country unique is the fact that we had historical slavery here. <laughs> and 1776 is a response to that. I mean, we point out – and an initiative on its own. So we point out a number of things. Uh, first of all, almost all societies had slavery until the 18th century. If everyone was guilty of evil and the USA today is unique, it was not the evil that made us unique. Right. So we point out some of the flaws in the 1619 narrative, and there are many, like the claim that the Revolutionary War was fought so that America could keep slaves. That's absolute it's nonsense. Crazy. Yeah, that's uh, one of the Gordon Wood, who's the country's probably leading revolutionary war historian, has really taken that apart, where he points out that that ignores everything that actually led to the war taxation without representation, uh, French and Indian war debt. I mean, armed battles in the streets, the Boston massacre, that's all pushed aside. Right. And it also uh, dismisses the first original draft of the Declaration of Independence in Jefferson's own handwriting where one of the the last usurpation is a paragraph that is passionate against slavery. Where's that? Yeah, I mean, I think so a one-sided narrative is a bad narrative. I mean, an obvious point is that for literally as long as we had slavery in the USA, there was a powerful anti-slavery movement led by white and black people of goodwill from Frederick Mm -hmm. Douglass to John Brown that won. We don't have slaves in the USA. We haven't had slaves since 1865. I've never had a slave or been one, and neither has anyone else who's currently alive who was born in this country. So these are the sort of things that we point out. And in contrast to the narrative of 1619, which is that racism still defines – the racism of 300 years ago still defines exactly what America is today. We have a pretty simple thesis, which is that the United States of America is a flawed but very good society. It's simply not that difficult to make it here, and almost anyone can, given hard work and personal responsibility. People regularly come to the USA from countries where cars are a bit of a luxury item like Ethiopia and Vietnam Mm -hmm. and go on to outperform both black and white native-born Americans. So there's absolutely no reason we should expect less of middle-class black people or Appalachian white ones, for that matter, than we do of recent immigrants from Botswana or the Philippines. That's crazy, and that is a form of racism. So this is – go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, we're we're responding. Uh, 1619, although it presents as purely academic, is to some extent a business initiative. I mean, they have a curriculum designed with the Pulitzer Center and so on. So many of us, including me, have fairly elite business backgrounds. We're responding across a range of avenues. I mean, curricula, media like this, so on down the line. I mean, the narrative can't go unchallenged that the USA is not the world's best country, but rather it's most evil. That just doesn't make any sense empirically. Well, they are, they are already, it's already creeping into our schools, um, mm-hmm. and they're taking this at face value. I, I heard a, an ad for the podcast from the New York Times, 
And uh, they said, you know, and there are some disagreements, but that's what we do best is is try to get people to talk and find the truth. No, you have taken a theory that is flawed from the beginning and you've merchandised it, marketed it. And now it's being taught in some schools around the country. It is it is it's really dangerous to teach this kind of nonsense. And I I can't thank you enough for for actually following through and not just talking about it, but getting the curricula changed in schools to make sure we're teaching the truth. Yeah, and in the book you mentioned, a Taboo, The Ten Facts You Can't Talk About, recently came out with Regnery. This is something that I talk about, uh, and it's kind of the invasion at a level below what most people recognize of certain ideas into the American mainstream. So I frankly don't think most people know what their kids are learning in school. They don't. Um, yeah, th- this is very important. I would actually, a statement for the parents out there, look at it. Uh, there are specific things like what sex education is being taught, what American history is being taught, that any thinking father or mother should ask their child's school district about. Um, I'm in, yeah, I, I recently observed this with some of my own younger relatives, and it's pretty striking. Uh, at any rate, so the response to 1619, I mean, thank you for the compliment. One thing I would emphasize is that nobody, obviously not you, obviously not me, is arguing that slavery was good. Right. What we're saying, yeah, it's not it's ridiculous that even need to be said. But what we're saying is a series of empirical points. One, American slavery was not historically unique. Every other country, including the many civilized black nations of Africa, had a form of slavery that was as bad or worse until quite recently. Um, two, we don't think that slavery was the defining feature of the USA. We don't think it's what made America unique. With no disrespect for that Southern culture, the South was a bit of a backwater before the Civil War, and that's why they lost. And a big reason for that was the reliance on this sort of feudal surf agriculture. Mm-hmm. And third, finally, we do not believe, we do not believe that after 155 years of abolition, and by the way, 53 years of affirmative action, Asians or middle-class blacks or Jewish Americans, Cubans, members of any other minority are still oppressed. That's a meaningless term. So it's important that this be responded to with a real curriculum that says, yes, the USA is not perfect because only God is perfect. But these are the advantages that we have over other societies. And to some extent, these are the advantages where they exist that they have over us. And this is why we exist as the country we are today. And that doesn't trace back to racial quarrels 300 years ago most of the time. Do you address the the fact that more slaves went to Brazil uh, or that uh, – Mexico is given the status of of beating the United States to abolishing slavery, but they said we'll stop it in a hundred years. I mean, that's not the abolishment of slavery. Uh, You know, we had to do it through civil war, uh, but, you know, they could declare anything they want, but that wasn't the abolishment of slavery. Yeah, we we discuss all this. I mean, one point I want to make, and I don't mean to be glib here, but history sucked for almost everyone. Um, If you're talking about Irishmen, Japanese Americans, women couldn't vote until 1920. So, yes, absolutely, slavery existed in almost all societies. I'm not attempting to apologize for the white slave trade of blacks. No, no, no. But it's worth noting that there was also a black slave trade of whites, or at least a Moorish one. I mean, the Barbary slave trade and inspired the verse uh, Shores of Tripoli in the Marine Corps hymn. Uh, This went on from 1600 to 1800. The powerful Muslim nations of North Africa, when they fought the white states of Southern Europe, 
would take everyone they uh, captured, quote-unquote, surgically modify them and make them into slaves and serfs. Uh, serfdom itself, that idea that you're a peasant just pushing a sulky plow for most of your life, that existed in Russia and most of Europe, southern France, until 1866. So it's if you're going to say that people were unfree in America, you have to say also in context that people were unfree almost everywhere in the world. The West did not begin the institution of slavery, but I will say that though it took too long and it took hard fights, it is modern Western culture that eliminated slavery globally. No other culture, including you know the proud black and Moorish states many of my ancestors came from, even thought about doing this until the modern abolitionist movement began in England and the USA. So we have our sins, but we also have our virtues, and it's silly to focus only on our sins, especially given that we live here. We're insulting our own society when we do so. So here's the, here's the thing that I think most Americans just want. I don't care uh, if we hear about the bad things. I think we need to know about the, all of the bad things that America sure. did, or we won't learn and change. So we have to learn about those things. But perspective, man, perspective, and look at it in context of the day, look at what everyone else was doing, and understand that, you know, it's an ebb and flow. Sometimes we're better, sometimes we're worse. I mean, at the time that we're fighting against uh, communism and Nazism in the 1940s, we're also throwing Japanese Americans into concentration camps. I mean, he, it's it's both. It's both. Just like humans, we're both good and bad as individuals. And it's that constant battle between those two forces inside of us that shows in the end who you are. Were, were you generally moving forward or were you somebody that was fighting for evil the whole time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's well put. Uh, my old martial arts sensei phrases it as every human being has a back and a front. And I think that's roughly accurate. When you're looking at the presentation of a man or of a human being, of course, you want a warts and all portrayal, which is a very famous description of an actual picture. But what I think you very often get from the activist left in the USA is an almost all warts view of the country and a warts free view of other rival societies. It's simply idiotic to spend hours and hours fulminating about the fact that the USA at one point had slavery and then go on to praise, say, China or the civilized nations of Africa or the Arab world. Much of the Arab world has slavery today. I know. There's more slaves today than there was during the entire Western slave trade combined Mm -hmm. all of those years. So, um, uh, doctor, tell me how the average person can access this information or can, you know, play a role at all in in helping you with this battle. Sure. Yeah. And uh, thanks for asking. I mean, we're all fairly easy to find. I'm Wilfred Riley, W-I-L-F-R-E-D-R-E-I-L-L-Y online, Facebook, Twitter. You've mentioned Hate Crime, Hoax and Taboo, the books I've written. I'm one of many people. Uh, Bob Woodson is the original initiator of the project. If you Google Woodson Center, they'll be more than glad to accept donations to 1776 or to their overall work. And, of course, we have a professional website that just went live, although we're still uploading headshots and so on. It's 1776 Unites. I believe that would be .com because we are equipped to receive donations. But if you Google 1776 Unites, it'll be the first uh, hit. Unites with an uh, S. With an S? Unites? 1776 Unites. U-N-I-T-E-S. That is is correct. 
And, yeah, we're more than glad to accept outreach again. Wilfred Riley, we've got Glenn Lowry on the project, John Sibley Butler, Carol Swain. I mean, many of these are names yeah. you will have heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coleman Hughes over at Quillette is handling a lot of media and social media. So we thought this is a fairly impressive group of people. Some of us had met for lunches before, just as black people in the business community. And the idea was, well, we really need to respond to this because this is nonsense, and it's going to increase racial tensions in a way that's not good for black people or just as importantly for our white countrymen. And I think we responded effectively. Thank you so much, Doctor. I appreciate it. The uh, 1776 project is uh, 1776unites.com. And, you know, they have people like the New York Times and big, big, big lefties supporting all of this real corrupt knowledge. We have to pool our money together and do all that we can to help uh, set the record straight. If you can help, 1776unites.com. All right, as your as your phone falls swirling towards the sidewalk, everything kind of slows down. It flashes before your eyes. Did you break the screen? Did, you didn't even buy a case. I know you said, no, I don't need the insurance. Protecting your devices from the outside is a no-brainer. You should, you know, get the extra, you know, the container and the and the and the uh, case and and maybe go ahead and get the insurance for it. But what's inside, we pay no attention to. Cyber criminals love to watch your activity and steal your information when you're on an unsecured network. And it gives them pleasure when you have nothing. Norton 360 gives you layers of protection, including real-time device security, a secure VPN with bank-grade encryption to keep things like logins and passwords more secure, and a password manager that easily and securely creates, stores, and manages all of your passwords, credit card information, and other credentials. So protect your devices on the outside and the inside. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. So go there now. Until March 8th, you can get up to 60% off your first year with the annual subscription. That's Norton.com slash back. That's Norton.com slash back for up to 60% off right now. 10 seconds, station ID. These are the guys we should have at the uh, Restoring the Covenant uh, event. We should have them come in and maybe they could do a, uh, a lecture series uh, for the weekend. I, I mean, th- this is this is so corrupt, uh, so corrosive, this 1619 uh, project that the New York Times did. It, it's just absolutely corrosive. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was very much targeting six, the 1619 project to try to pass them on the podcast list. Yeah. And I got to number 11, and they were number 10. I could never quite squeak in front and of them this with has Studios been, America. This has been uh, a, a, this is a real problem. This is spreading like wildfire. It is. It's a big thing. And, and it, you know, it's sort of like a—we've seen this happen, and I was going to say I don't want to compare them, but I kind of do. Um, when you have like the— Gerbils? I was going to say, <laughs> well, I was going to go that down that road, uh, like the, the Holocaust denial— type of thing yeah what you see is you see a, an entire industry pop up of people who are supposedly historians who will go out and prove quote unquote that x y and z didn't happen it wasn't as big a deal as you thought and it, what it does is it creates a academic sounding backstory mm-hmm. for their point of view mm-hmm. um and of course obviously like it, 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 the 1619 project is is 
much more mainstream than this. But but what happens is someone who kind of believes maybe in some of the Holocaust denial stuff goes online and starts reading this stuff, and it sounds really official, and it's backed up by X, Y, and Z organization or whatever, and it it gets an air of credibility. Yeah. And the 1619 Project, obviously there are, you know, differences here, but it is incredibly misleading it is um it's wrong uh, wrong america didn't start in 1619 <laughs> we weren't based in slavery that's not what the the no. war was about none of it none of it um it, may i just recommend the best thing you can do for your kids this year and i mean this sincerely is bring them to the restoring uh restoring the covenant event in gettysburg the weekend of july 4th this is something that we're doing to, A, restore the covenant, which I'll explain at a later date if you need to know, or you can read about it on the website. Um, but it really is a chance to gather together and celebrate America. We're bringing truckloads of stuff uh, for our museum. We'll have a pop-up museum of the, the best stuff and the worst stuff about America. Um, and we're going to have the pop-up museum. We're going to have uh, speakers for the three-day period. We're going to have a great, great fireworks. I'm actually meeting with a composer today. We have a, uh, an Emmy Award-winning, Oscar-nominated composer that is working with me for the next few days to do something entirely different for this fireworks show. Get your information and get a place at Restoring the Covenant in Gettysburg. Go to glenbeck.com. July 4th weekend, Restoring the Covenant, glenbeck.com. All right, let's talk about securing your future against uncertainty. Um, Please be careful with your fiscal house. Do your homework. Make sure that the things you're going to invest in are the right things for you and your family. And if putting a portion of your portfolio into gold is the right move for you, as it is for many people, then Goldline is the group you want to call. Goldline is as their enhanced expedited, expedited enrollment for their accumulation program. This is a three-step process to sign up uh, online today. In less than five minutes, they can help you uh, to determine the best way to secure your future against uncertainty. And for a limited time, Goldline is offering free silver coin for any accumulation of $200 a month or above. So what this means is you put 200 I can't afford gold. Well, can you put $100, $50, $200, $500 away every month? And it accumulates. It grows. They're the only people that do this. I asked them if they would put this program together for so many people to say, I can't afford gold. You can. Call them now. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. Tonight on Stu Does America, we look at the chaos in Nevada that is about to hit us all. Go to stewdoesamerica.com for all the links to platforms. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So glad that you're here. On a personal note, um, you know, if you've been following my family at all, um, uh, Mary has had um, brain surgery here a couple of weeks ago, and there's some big decisions that uh, she has to make. 
and they won't give us odds on anything because it's the brain. They quite honestly don't know what they're doing. Um, they're doing their best and it, they're working miracles, but you know, we're so far away from understanding what really uh, happens, uh, that they can't really give us odds. And we have some huge decisions that only she can make. Uh, and our church this Sunday is, is fasting, uh, for her. And, uh, I would ask if you would just keep her and the family in your prayers. I sure sure would appreciate it. Well, uh, last night we did our special on the coronavirus. Uh, You know, there's a couple of things that are really disturbing. One is, do you know how much, do you know how many, what, what is the percentage, Stu, that you think we get from China when it comes to antibiotics? Well... I have heard this the last couple of weeks. It is. Yeah, as you guys have been going over and preparing for yeah. this. It's stunningly high. It's something like 90% or 80%? No. No? No, oh, India no. India is bad. India gets 80% of their uh, raw materials to make their medicine, mm-hmm. okay, from China. And they're screwed right now. And we're not, we're not that stupid. We're more stupid 90, I think it's 97.9% of all of our antibiotics mm. finished oh my gosh. come from China. We don't make them at all. We, it's not like they're sending us the raw materials. We don't make any of our antibiotics. China does. When it comes to our other medicine, we're just like India. We get 80% of all of the raw materials from China. That is a suicidal idea and something that we've talked about on this program back years, years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, This was a this was a began with a Clinton initiative to make sure that all vaccines were affordable. Well, you can't make all vaccines affordable. Some of them are for rare disorders. And so we wanted to do that. And so what did the pharmaceutical companies do? They said, well, we're not going to make them then. And so we started shipping off all of our vaccine work over to China. And now all of our antibiotics are made in China. So you know, those uh, clinics or, or laboratories are all closed right now. They're closed. Hope they open them soon. Antibiotics in India have already seen a 70% increase in price. Just in the last few weeks. Because they're running out. Craziness is going on. Uh, and I urge you to watch the special. It's on demand right now. Just go to uh, theblazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, put in the promo code Glenn. But if you are, just go and look at um, the uh, the website. Go to Glenn TV. It's the Wednesday night special under Glenn TV. It, uh, the date is, you know, obviously last night. Uh, and it is everything you need to know about the coronavirus and and how big governments kill. BlazeTV.com. BlazeTV.com. Now, Stu, what's the worst thing that you could think of uh, that could happen to you with the coronavirus? What's the what's the worst? What's your nightmare for you? Personally? Death, I would say. Would be the- okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that would be. That's what I thought. Death. Grueling, coughing, horrible, not the Ebola. 
about death. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a new. Let me give you a new story. You might change your mind. From the University of Minnesota, studies show COVID nineteen likely has multiple infection routes. As the COVID nineteen outbreak grows in China and abroad, new studies attempt to answer on how the virus is shed and the range of clinical outcomes. With two studies indicating that shedding, therefore the transmission, likely occurs via multiple routes. Now remember, you mm-hmm. think being a patient and dying is the worst. So, yeah, that, that's the worst thing I I can think of. Currently, testing for and confirmation of infection with COVID-19 is conducted via oral swabs. But a study published in Emerging Microbes and Infections, Chinese scientists report evidence of the the oral anal fecal transmission route. Hospitalized patients are now receiving not only oral but up to three anal swabs a day. Now I'm thinking to myself, uh, let me die. <laughs> That's let me just die. You're gonna stick something up me three times a day. Yeah. I, I... Study conducted in Wuhan, China, so you know it's got to be tender. Samples collected from 178 patients in the hospital. Study authors found blah 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 that the the viral nucleotide was in the anal swabs or blood when it was not detected in oral swabs now here's the thing now i'm well i am a doctor i am a doctor so i can speak with profound authority mm-hmm. clarity by the way did you he wasn't joking about he the, did he did not seem like he, he was into your joke about no, how you had the no. equal academic uh, standards as, no, he, as uh, he did no no he hadn't really achieved as much as him well, that's what he thought. Yeah, that's what he thought. Right. He, he thought, you know, when I said to him, you know, I worked just as hard as you for my doctorate. And then when he found out it was Doctorate of Humanity, he looked down on it. Like, no, you didn't. You just showed up. You flew into a city. You stood on stage. They put something around your neck and said, hello, doctor. Right. Isn't that what he did? Pretty much. Mm, pretty anyway, much. Uh, so so here's the um, here's the, the part. And I am a doctor. But they showed the timing of positive swabs had changed. On the first day of illness, 80% of oral swabs were positive in a small group of patients. But by day five, 75% of anal swabs were positive for COVID-19. And only 50% of the oral swabs were still positive in the same patients uh, with the confirmed COVID-19. So if you just do at the beginning, they swab your mouth and it's by your mouth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the end, they can swab your mouth, and they don't find it in the mouth, but they do find it in your butt. Well, that kind of the way. I mean, if I had a salad, you know, I first find it in the mouth. You know, I swab for blue cheese. I just had a salad. I'm like, yeah, he's yeah, he's got a salad. You're not going to find it in my butt right away. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I come from the salad bar. You swab my butt. You're not going to find any dressing. Now, I'm speaking academically here as a doctor. You're you're over my head here with the technical (laughs) details. I can't follow. Really? Is this too deep? Yeah. You know what? Yes. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. (laughs) That's exactly it. Okay. All right. Uh, Let me give you a a couple of clips here from uh, from the special last night. Uh, Here's the clip on the mortality rate. Coronavirus has a mortality rate of 2.3. That means for every thousand people, 
uh, about 23 get it, okay? Regular flu is 0.1. Every thousand people that get the flu, one will die. Now consider that scientists are saying that if this does become a pandemic, 30 to 60% of the population could get the virus. So if you look at those possible numbers, the low estimate is 30 million people dead. So now the question, do we know enough about this virus? What are the Chinese not telling us? The, uh, the, the, the sections on what the Chinese are not telling us are truly terrifying. The, the part of how they are keeping things quiet and what they're doing to their own people, equally terrifying. That's why we, we took a different uh, slant on this. You know, you can read all about, you know, you get a runny nose, you get fever, blah, blah, blah. That's how you, you check it. Wash your hands. Don't swab anybody else's butt, I guess. Uh, you know, don't swap spit. Don't touch anybody's eye. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, you need to know and you can find out anywhere. The What we tried to show you is it is a a crisis that always brings big government, and big government always brings death. China currently has just done their Patriot Act. They've just, they've just enacted new laws that allow them to do even more surveillance on their people. I don't know how you can do more surveillance on people, but they now have the right to completely surveil you, take you for any reason, put you in a camp, all of it in the name of health. Well, this we learned through the Patriot Act. It doesn't end well. We are now going into a time where if this impacts our economy the way the experts say it might or probably will, Donald Trump could lose this because let's just take the medicine. If they continue to continue to be closed in their laboratories, just the laboratories forget about the stock market just health and now an antibiotic is rare we're not making it we don't have it you can't buy it or if you buy it it's really expensive who's going to be the candidate that is most appealing the one that is saying free universal health care, the one that says we've got a problem and it's this capitalist system that drove these uh, drug manufacturing out because they were all greedy. When the truth is, it was the, the socialists that were trying to do fairness that drove all of these people out because there's no way they could afford it. And you wouldn't get it anyway if you had a, a socialist system because the government couldn't afford it, just like you're seeing elsewhere, including in China. If that's the kind of health care you want, go for it. I don't. But who wins? A big government socialist or a capitalist? This is the tact we took last night and it's so critical at the end of the episode i talked to you about some ethical questions that we have to answer now and the biggest one 
in my opinion, was one tucked in um, between all of these ethical questions, and that is, what rights am I willing to give up for the good of everyone else? There's a medical emergency. Okay, am I willing to quarantine myself? Am I willing to do that? Okay, yeah. But also, what rights am I willing to take away or, ha- or just stand by silently as the government takes away rights from others, but not me? Say you're Japanese, 1941. If those two things are different, if I'm not willing to do it myself, and I'm willing to do more on other people, you got a problem. But we have to know where those lines are right now as a people. Because once fear or hunger or lack of medicine or chaos happens, it's too late to have those logical discussions. Because the decision will be made and everyone will say, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing. I think it's wrong, but what am I going to do about it? The time to think about these things is right now. Find it at blazetv.com. It's the Wednesday night special under Glenn TV. All right, emergencies seem to happen overnight. One minute, everything's running normally. The next uh, next thing, you know, the whole world is upside down. And that's the way this coronavirus could be. That's why I urge you to go to My Patriot Supply right now. They're running a special for the next four weeks at preparewithglenn.com. You can get 45% off a two-week emergency food kit. Two weeks could make the difference. You know, if we're, God forbid, I just don't think this is going to happen, but I don't know. You're quarantined, quarantined for two weeks. How much food do you have? What are you going to eat? Where are you going to go? What grocery store is going to be open? Right now, they are shipping these out. This is breakfast, lunch, and dinner for one person for two weeks. Uh, And they are running at full capacity right now, 24-7, just trying to keep up with the demand. Get your order in soon. Get it in right now. If you do it before, what is it, uh, four weeks or until supplies run out, um, you can get it at 45% off. Do it now while supplies last at preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K is our number. Uh, tomorrow is Friday. We're going to take a lot of phone calls tomorrow. Bill O'Reilly will join us uh, tomorrow, and we are looks like we are going to miss the Roger Stone sentence. Um, he is being sentenced now, possibly eight years in uh, prison. I think the president is going to pardon him um, or commute his sentence. Commute at some his, point. Yeah. I, he should wait till after the election, though. Uh, this gonna this really hurt him. <laughs> and you know, as you. As you pointed out earlier, um, constitutionally, the pre- the one person the president can't uh, pardon are the people who committed a crime on his behalf. Right. And, and I, I, obviously he would have an argument that that's not what happened. 
but George Mason was like, we can't give the king, they're giving king powers to the president. We shouldn't do this. This is nuts. People are going to start, you know, you know, pardoning people for treason on their behalf. They can change Mm -hmm. all the laws. They can do Mm -hmm. all sorts of things. We can't do this. And uh, Madison's was like, look, uh, that's why I got impeachment. They can impeach him if they think it's, it's BS. Uh, you know, if they, they if they abuse it, that's what they can do it for. If someone goes out and they have people, you know, committing crimes on their behalf and they can keep pardoning them, they can just go and impeach. Now, of course, you've already seen the impeachment thing go through, but this was the specific thing. And look, one shred of evidence or not, you're going to hear Nancy Pelosi bringing up all of these comments from that era if he does it. Uh, usually people wait till after the... <laughs> The election, Donald Trump doesn't seem to be all that interested. <laughs> no, they usually in don't even wait till after the election. They they usually do it on their last, last day, day in, in office. office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so eight years, you know, another uh, maybe five or six for uh, this president. But we shall see. We shall see. You're listening to Glenn Beck.